This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. Oh, <laughs> and the roundup. What is this week's roundup? <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about relationships, how to build strong ones, how to maintain them, how to time balance them, and the most important relationship of them all, the relationship you have with yourself. Hell yeah. I am really stoked about this. We were doing this, like putting this whole thing together last night, and I um, almost like put us on blast on my Instagram stories because I we were doing it at the same time, but I didn't know we were doing it at the same time. I didn't time. know that. Yeah, so I had no idea. And I was like, you hadn't put your experiences into the outline yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, we're at eight pages. Christian is gonna kill us. We're getting fired. Like we're gonna go over. No I, way. And then I go back and I'm like, oh, she's in this doc right now, like editing the whole thing and all your experiences were in. So it's still an eight page doc. We still might get fired, but. We're, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's gonna be great. And I'm so excited. This was kind of your idea relationships. You were like, I really wanna talk about. And we, I mean, both of us had the same experience about like managing the time and everything. And so our conversation yesterday, I was like, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. I feel really, really good about this episode. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but, True. um, Britain, how was your week? Actually, hold on. We have events this week. Do you have events this week or do you get to have a chill week? So we are open at the babe cave this week, which is exciting. Um, and we have lots of new arrivals coming in, but the next two weeks we're open at the babe cave and then we're back at the Tamarack and then ladies night again, and then mother's day. So lots of things coming up. Um, but do you have events? Yeah, I do have events and I'm literally looking them up right now because I'm a big fat loser. Um, we have the wine hop nice. this weekend on Sunday at the ran- village at Ranchera. And there's going to be like 15 plus vendors there. The last time we did this, I can't remember what it was for, but it was so fun. Like we had such a blast. There's wine tasting. You get to see all the shops open up and they do like special things. They have wine tasting in each one of the shops. Sunday is going to be there. Um, um, Wasteless shop is going to be there. I know that um, Dolce Vita Spa does some really cool stuff too. Plus they have all of those new restaurants and bars in that area too. Nice. So that is going to be from 11 to four. And in order to have wine, you have to be 21 and over just in case that wasn't clear. That checks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, at least in public anyway. Never mind, I didn't say that out loud. How was your week? <laughs> My week was really, really good. I... I'm honestly just like high on life these days. Things are still hard because being a business owner is hard, but it's like a good kind of hard. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just like really grateful for it. The launch is still, I'm like on a high from it and realizing like a lot of things in my life I'm are lining up to that. And then I have a really funny story for you. Yeah, I'm ready for it. So I met up with the wolf on Sunday night and I was like, for some reason, I'm always like a little bit nervous around him. I think it's because I like him a lot. And, um, like sitting there and I'm like ready to go. So I'm, cause it's been like an hour and a half. I had just gotten done with a hike. I was like, I gotta get out of here. So I go to like, look at my phone to like, see what time it is to do that. Like, Hey, I'm going to (laughs) go sort of thing. But I had gotten a text from my mom and it was that my cousin was in labor. (laughs) So I yelled out loud. Christian's face right now. He's so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're unpredictable. <laughs> I yelled out loud in a restaurant. We're having a baby. <laughs> and the lady next to us <laughs> congratulated us. Oh my God. That's so awkward. So I've never been more like, I don't get embarrassed. Like the joke in my family is that like, that like I embarrass my parents. They don't embarrass me. And like, I've never been more embarrassed in my life. I mean, you totally externally 
react to everything. I do. You'll like, you say what you're thinking. You say how you feel like you're like, oh my gosh, like you kind of like talk through your thoughts. 1000%. So this makes so much sense to me. I'm not shocked (laughs) at all, but like poor Wolfie, can I call call (laughs) poor Wolfie at this point? Like, but how did he handle it? He says a lot about him. Yeah. He honestly handled it really well. He like, kind of just joked. He was like, you know, like I would prefer if you would like say those things in private next time. (laughs) I was like, I'm so sorry. You're like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. You, you see and react. Well, and there were like children there too. So, and they were like trying to play with Sage. And then I like could not function. Like I did a whole like, no, 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 no. Like backpedaled sort of a thing. (laughs) And then I like could not function. They were trying to pet the dog. And like one kid was afraid of the dog and my like couldn't even engage with the children. And he was like handling all of that. So that was nice. And I was like kind of trapped in the corner. I couldn't get out. I'm sweating right now telling the story. Well, that's, I mean, so <laughs> anyway, how was your week? <laughs> Any big embarrassing stories you want to share? Even it out. Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head, um, that can measure up to that. And I don't want to be a one-upper. So, oh my God. <laughs> um, but the week was amazing. We were so busy. We had a ton of events. Ladies night was one of our best ladies nights ever. Yep. Um, and it was just like such a great energy. I feel like this spring and this warm weather is bringing just like a re-energizing kind of feeling across yeah. the board for everyone. Um, the vendors that came to ladies night were incredible. I'm so excited for next month. Well, this month, this month, yeah, the 28th, um, because we're going to be doing like a mother's day themed ladies night and we're going to do a giveaway and we have some really cool vendors coming for that one. Um, and yeah, it's just been great. Um, everything is good. I love spring clothes. They're just so light and airy and in retail. Like we were talking about last time, we're already thinking about Christmas and like fall and all of that. And so, um, when the clothes comes in, it just is like, it's so fun. Did you guys get more sense ladies night too? Cause you guys oh got gosh. a huge delivery last week. We get clothes like every other day. So, oh and then, yeah. So it's like a constant cycle of turning over inventory and then like just it's constant, but then we get like before events, we get huge shipments. But like I always say is um, like, we like to run like very lean as far as inventory mm-hmm. goes because styles change so fast. Yep. And so we always want to be on that cutting edge. So we like to get new stuff often small batches. Yeah. And I think that that's such a smart way to do it because you really don't want to like have too much inventory like sitting I mean, that's like everybody's overwhelming for the shopper. Like how many times do you go into a store and there's so much stuff that you don't even know where to start. So then you just don't. Right. It's like, you know, at least we have an amount that you can work through and make good decisions. And the way that you guys run your marketing too, it like keeps the customer coming in. Hey, thanks. Hey, you're welcome. Um, Um, you, oh, oh. we're on it today. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. uh, You go. No, you. Okay. I don't even know what we're saying next. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a good week, you guys. Um, All right. Well, let's jump into relationships and uh, and all that jazz and uh, peace and prayers to my mental health and all of my embarrassing moments. Hopefully there's no more this week. We're having a baby. We're having a baby, (laughs) y'all. We had a baby, actually. The baby's here. (laughs) So, Britt. Because this is in your wheelhouse, why the Automobile Museum? I mean, you know, for me, it's about the cars all day long. I love cars. I like old cars, new cars, all the things. For me, the fact that they have the DeLorean here and the Batmobile in the same room is like, it's, it's like, a, it's ha- it makes my heart happy. Um, so that's why for me, but I think for like someone like us, like doing things with all of our friends, like yeah, 160 of our close friends yes. could go to the theater. In any movie that you want, they have so many things to offer. The space camp for your kids, if you want, like need a little break yeah. or you want to look at the cars. Reno's just really lucky to have it. It's one of the biggest collections, I think, in the country, yeah. which is awesome. It's so cool. And the fact that it's here in the biggest little city is like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, grab a bottle of tequila yeah. and come on into the theater. Yes, back to the future. Get all your friends, 160 of them, so the whole town of Reno. So everyone you know. <laughs> and watch a movie. Yep. You can find tickets at the uh, um, automuseum.org. Yeah. And yeah, that's where, that's where you go get your tickets. Perfect. Fun day. All right. So you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I want to talk a little bit about 
a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada, and is from our beautiful babe over here. So, Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect. And so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great-grandparents started Murdoch's Western Wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watch a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forests. I'm not going to lie. I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch's hats and apparel.com. We love it. Go shop y'all. A relationship is any kind of association or connection between people, whether intimate, platonic, positive, or negative. According to mindbodygreen.com, there are four basic types of relationships, family relationships, friendship relationships, acquaintances, and romantic relationships. We're going to touch on all of these and give just a little bit of our personal experiences with them. Yeah. And I am going to say, I think that mind body green left one very important relationship out. And that is the relationship with yourself. And that is the one we're going to be focusing on today. So (laughs) it sure is. Wow. Um, okay. So let's talk about, we're just going to briefly run over like all four of those types that they discussed on mind body green. So Um, first and foremost, we have a family relationship. This is where Britain and I, this is like our creme de la creme. Uh, a family consists of people who are related to each other and share an emotional bond and similar values. Family members can be related by birth, marriage, or adoption. Um, I've adopted actually a lot of friends at a certain point into my family. So, um, I think that a family can look so different and you know what it means to you, right? Like, you know, who's in your family, you know, who's in that inner circle, Um, I personally have a huge family. My mom is one of seven and my dad is one of five and I have a ton of cousins and I feel like my family is just such a huge part, um, in just like shaping me into who I am and what I believe in and just like opening me up to so many experiences and culturing me. Right. So like my mom's family has like, so there's six girls and one boy and like we live in Nevada. We're like kind of the redneck part of the family. And then they're like all organic and they were like Mm. eating organic and vegetarian before it was a thing, you know? So it's just like, it's so cool to be, to have like both ends of the spectrum. Um, I grew up with all my cousins at like at the same elementary school, our lady of the snows. Um, and then when I married John's family, I gained a whole nother family and his family is huge as well, which has been awesome and cool. And just like expanding your, your network and the people who love and support you no matter what. Um, At our wedding, our families made up over a hundred people. It was crazy. Um, But honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I feel very blessed. And um, I just have one funny story about my family and like, my mom and my dad have just like reinforced the fact that family is everything yeah. you have. Your family's back. You have your sisters back. Even when they're wrong, no matter what, you take their side. And like just that that loyalty yeah. of family. And when I was in second grade, my I was both of my front teeth got pulled. And so they were coming in at the same time. And they came in like all jagged and yellow. They came in without enamel. Okay. But they had, I had to wait for them to come all the way in before I could get them fixed or like bonded or whatever. And there was, like I said, my cousins all went to Our Lady of the Snows. I had a cousin in every grade at one point ahead of me because uh-huh. I was one of the younger ones. And um, this kid was making fun of me. And I went home and told my mom. And one of my aunts had on her to do list, like, sick the cousins on the, 
the boy's oh name. Oh my God. So the next day at recess, they all went like came to my playground and they, I don't know what they did to him. They didn't beat him up or anything. They just like threatened him. They all got suspended for the day and no one got in trouble. They went to a movie, they got popcorn. They're like, that's what you do for your family. And there was like six of them. And it was just like, I was like at this like second grade that was already reinforced. Like you have your family's back. But one thing to be, you know, and I hope that I can instill that in my, yes. my kids too, because I think it's just such a valuable thing to have. And it's just like, you have so much peace knowing that your family has your back, you know? Yeah. Um, but with that being said, with such a huge family, it is a major time suck. Like, yeah. you know, cousins birthdays and Uh it's just endless and then you also have all these people that you have to be there for and you also open yourself up to more happiness yes yeah but also more loss because you're gonna have you know you go through loss with all of them and pain and all of their negative emotions you feel too because you love these people so that is kind of hard to balance but other than that it's the blessings outweigh the negatives by far. It's a very intense experience. Mm -hmm. And I would say that like, we're the same. So my dad is one of six and my mom is one of three. And each of those had, well, except for on my dad's side, but um, everybody who's of age to have children, um, because my dad has three siblings that are younger than me and two siblings that are older than me. Wow. So So you have aunts and uncles that are younger mm, than that are me. like my cousin's age. Wow. Mm-hmm. I have a, my like best friend in the entire world is my uncle Kyle. And he is like, tw- I want to say he's 26 right now. Wow. Yeah. He's a badass. He's like a little engineer doing shit with NASA. Like, I don't even understand. He's way too smart for me, but he's a sick kid. Um, anyway, so, but it is, it is that like, we don't agree on anything. Like literally our families, cause they all live in Southern California we live here. Like we're considered the rednecks. They're yep. considered, you know, like t- di- different, like than I, like, so I don't much even know. Common. Yeah. No. And as you were just telling that story, that's why I was looking at you so intensely because I was like, are we are so similar. Yeah. Like our upbringing is so similar. And it was, it was just like growing up. Like it's your blood. Like it's non-negotiable, whatever, yeah. like whether they're wrong, whether they're right, it doesn't matter. Like, especially going through shit with my dad as, um, I was growing up, it was like, yeah, my dad's doing some fucked up shit, but you know what? It doesn't matter. He's my dad. Like, and the same goes for like, you know, I think my brother probably felt that way about me. It was like, yeah, my sister's kind of sideways right now, but like I got her back and my brother like helped me out a lot when I was younger, when we were younger, things he probably shouldn't have had to do. And I definitely regret that, but you know, we had each other's backs, like no matter what. And I remember my uncle, um, we call him uncle Smokey. (laughs) My uncle Smokey, his real name is Darren. He is one of those silent but deadly kind of men. He's first off, he's like six, six. He's huge. We make him big in our family. And, um, if you, no matter what you did, you could do like the worst case scenario. And like literally every one of me and my cousins have done it. And not even us being his kids, like we could call him at three o'clock in the morning and be like, Smokey, I've, I've, I done fucked up. <laughs> like, I need you to come help me. Like, get me out of this situation. I'm not okay. And he would be there. Like, it did not matter the time of day, what you did. And the best thing about my uncle Smokey is he always came judgment free. And like, mm-hmm. I think that that's like, when you look at that, that is what a family is. And I always joke growing up that like, cause I'm, oh, I'm getting emotional. We just lost my grandma, my papa. Shit. No, it happens. I think that you're, you're so right. Like having that family, the non-judgment part, I think is huge. And just like these people, like they can't quit you. Well, I used to joke all the time that like my papa ran our family, like, like a mafia leader. And yeah, you do say that a lot. I do say that. And now I joke and I'm like, I'm about to be that mafia leader. Like you're (laughs) rising up. Like somebody's got to rise up. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. So, and then I realized like, you know, and the thing that I struggle with is, and that I'm struggling with after the fact is that like my pop and I are actually a lot alike is what I'm realizing. That's probably why you guys didn't, we didn't get along. Yeah. So in person, but now you're like, Oh, it's like all coming full circle for you can see clearly. I also think he kind of wished that like the, the like reincarnation of him would have been a man because <laughs> it comes off a little bit different as a woman, a little bit sexist, <laughs> a little bit sexist, but you know what? It is going to be better as a woman. Look at, we can do a lot. We can do a lot. Uh, and we're, f- I'll tell you what I could get a, well, never mind. We're not going to go down that path. Anyway, let's talk about friendship. Okay. So yeah, family takes up majority of your time. Yeah. It should 
they're your people friendship same thing like you were saying how some of your friends have kind of taken on that family role for you or like kind of moved into that family position call them they've kind of moved into the family only because like it's not even only because but like once you start spending a lot of time and i think this is like when you look at marriage right like once a person starts spending a lot of time with your family and you see that they like mesh really well with your family and they like all the things same things as your family then it, they become your family. And the next thing you know, it's like, okay, your family's family is invited to my stuff. And like, everybody knows everybody. So like, you can think of like childhood friends. Yes. Like Holly is that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's considered my sister. Like my parents are like, what is Holly, what does she need? Like she has a pack behind her that is a lot bigger than what she originally grew up with. Right. Because she unfortunately has my wild ass behind her. Yeah, for sure. I call them family, friendship, family. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Right. And so, you know, those people, um, a lot of my childhood friends, like, I feel like we raised each other in a way. And, um, I'll never forget one time Libby came, I came home on time, but Libby came home late to my parents' house and my mom chased her down the hall because she was like, Libby, get back here. You can't be going home late. Like she like got reprimanded by my family. Like my dad would like when we would get in trouble, my dad would make us all do chores and they knew they were in trouble too. It was just like part of the deal, you know, it's like having a bunch of like twin siblings. Yeah. It was so awesome. Um, okay. So when we talk about friendships, we're talking about someone who you share a mutual bond with that is not a family member and that isn't sexual. It's just your friend. Yeah. Um, so I think this should be a mutually beneficial partnership in my opinion. Um, I've had a lot of friendships where they aren't and I thought they were friendships. And I think that's like what I would like to Like if you're looking at your, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I've got a lot of friends. Sometimes having a lot of friends doesn't mean that you have a lot of friends. Right. It means that you have a lot of people that are clinging onto you Mm -hmm. and that are taking from you and sucking Mm -hmm. you dry. And, um, so, you know, my pack has gotten me through a lot of wild things and those people should hold you accountable. They should have your back and they should make you feel lighter even when things are heavy. So sometimes the right friends like we talked about can become family, but even if they don't become the family and they stay in that friend lane, like I think that it really comes down to making sure that you are giving back to them and they're giving back to you. Because if you're not having that, like if somebody is draining you, we'll get into that a little bit later. It gets to a point where if you're letting somebody leech off of you, then you actually are not respecting yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's a direct reflection of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Friends can be hard because we, you know, I think that the pendulum swings and sometimes you're there more for your friend based off of life circumstances and then it will swing back and they're there for you more. Exactly. Um, But I completely agree that you should both be benefiting each other. Um, you know, I've had to shed a few friends over the course of my life and I have no ill will. I don't carry any type of resentment towards them, but it's just almost like, you know, you grow and you kind of shed these people in your life. I mentioned that I have a group of friends from high school and, um, they're, they're honestly more like family. They're the people that are always there consistently. Um, and you know, my family, like we all kind of just like live together and we raised each other through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my friends, Lauren and I, like we have known each other since birth. So it's like, we are in it. Britain, tell us what BLFT is all about. Cause you know, it's my favorite place to shop. The biggest little fashion truck is a family owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why, confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience, whether it be at our pop-up events around town. We love the pop-up events. I'm at those with her all the time and they are fire. Or we have a storefront, the Babe Cave. We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you. And a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today. And 
so those I talk to them all the time. We hang out. They're they're just like a family type um, relationship. But then I have my friend, my one of my best friends. Her name is Mo. I don't know if I'm supposed to be dropping names. Wait, one but, of my good friends. I think as long as we don't talk badly about people, then yeah. we can say their names. Um, one of my good friends is named is Mo. Really? I want to have her on the podcast. She owns Grenarly. That's awesome. You yeah. see? Whiskey good people. Granola. Um, She's actually John's cousin. And the reason that I oh. met John, because she was on my softball team. Um, and he came to the game and he hollered at number 22. What? And now we're married. Um, but I love this. So we were best friends. And then she was like, oh, like my cousin likes you or something silly. But we talk every day. And um, even though she lives in Fallon, but so even though I don't see her every day, we talk every day. And it's honestly like she's just like one of those pillar like people that is just truly so supportive and I mean, I hope that I am the same for her, but she just enhances my life. And I'm just so grateful for, you know, those core people and those core friendships. You just nailed it. They enhance your life. Yes, exactly. Um, so then, you know, those people that you have as French, but then there's the next level, which are acquaintances. So, no, a person- wait. oh yeah, never mind. Sorry. I just blacked out. I don't know where we are. I'm so it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, are we, do you want to keep going on? No, friends? I want you to go to about acquaintance. I'm not well. I got to go. <laughs> 10 second breather. Um, so the next level is acquaintances. So a person who we know slightly, but we aren't close friends with. And I'm really excited to hear your take on this because I struggle with this. Yeah. I mean, I struggle with it too. I think managing these relationships, this is really the hardest one. Um, because I want to be there for everyone. Like I really do. I just want my whole thing. Like my whole brand strategy is to lift up the community. Like I want to improve the mental health of our community and, and further, if I can, of our like entire nation, if I can do that. But it seems like such a big feat at this point. And with that comes like a lot of people who I want to support and I want to love on and I want to like be there for. But in reality, I have to weigh out my responsibilities. You're one person. I'm one person. And usually this is the one that has to get set aside, unfortunately. Um, I can make time for acquaintances like here and there, uh, but it can't be like a consistent thing. And that doesn't mean an acquaintance can't turn into a friendship. It just means that like, it's going to be a slower role. Um, and it doesn't mean that I don't love and respect these people. It's just that I only have so much juice in my tank and in a busy season, especially like when we get into fall, like I can only give so much to people in this category. And quite frankly, once I start to spread myself thin, I'm not, you don't want to be around me anyway. Like it's, I'm not a fun person to be around. Well, and it just pulls from the relationships that you do need to give to like your family and your core friends, you know? Yeah. I completely agree with this. I think that managing acquaintances is really hard. Um, in what we do as well adds another layer where your whole mission is to help people and lift up the community, right? Yeah. With mental health. But I think that something that we can do is to allow our, like the system that we have built in place and our product kind of do the work for us. So like, if you think about a musician, I, that just popped in my head. Like if you think about a musician, like, let's say like Lady Gaga, for example, like she like born this way. I'm thinking of that type, yeah. that time period. She touched so many people with her music and her lyrics. She didn't personally, we all felt like we knew her, even though we didn't, you yeah. know? So your candles are touching so many people when they light them and you need to like find peace and know that that's the way that's that the you're thing. going to widespread affect the community the way you right. want to. Um, but like you said, I also thrive on connections and, um, I'm a very like empathetic person and Mm I, you know, love meeting people and connecting and being there for people. I truly want to help. Like, I think that if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I would be a therapist of some sort. Um, I'm a good listener, but people are energy sucks and not everyone is, but there are a lot of like, you know, vampire energy sucker people that literally pull the energy out of you. Even if you're just listening, you walk away feeling exhausted or like you just run a marathon. And, um, I mean, our, like you said, our batteries only have so much energy and I find it hard to save my energy for my friends and family when I'm, you know, allowing other people to suck the energy from me. So, Um, acquaintances are maybe on the outer rim and just beware of those and set boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries is the ticket there, I think. And again, it doesn't mean that an acquaintance can't turn into a friendship. It just means that 
honestly, if it's a healthy situation, it's going to be a slow roll. Right. And if it's meant to be, that person will be in your life and it won't feel like a, it won't feel like work. It, absolutely. Um, so what's the next one? This is the one that I know nothing about. Yes, no, I'm kidding. Do. I'm kidding. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is why I panicked a second ago. Cause I was like, I was literally like hyping myself up and I had skipped over acquaintances, but, um, the last one or the fourth one from mind body green is romantic. So this is a mutual ongoing voluntary interactions between two partners that is characterized by specific expressions of affection and intimacy. So, I mean, we can talk about this all day long, right? Relationship yeah. statuses, labeling, all of that. But um, John and I are going on our fifth year of marriage, oh which God, is congrats. crazy. And we have been together since 2009. Holy cow. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that in my life, the thing that I'm most proud of is John, is my relationship with him. Um, it's like the most sacred thing I have. Um, wow. I did not know I was going to go there. No, but I know. And I, re- this just, is just I'm just emotional. so secure in what we have. And I've never felt like I've never felt that before prior to meeting him. Yeah. And so that's how I knew that like, cause I met him young and I was like in a party stage and I was like, oh my gosh. But I, something within me was like, this guy is pure gold. Do not blow this. And I am so glad that I didn't, God. that I had that within me. But the one thing that I have to say about romantic relationships or your partner is the key to a healthy balanced relationship is the understanding that both of your lives are better because you're together. And I think that that is a foundation that John and I have, you know, my life is so much better because of him. And I hope that his is the same. I think that that's so important. And I like joked that I don't have much to say here because like, I don't really know, but quite frankly, I've failed a lot in this arena. Like, let's be real. I, I no, I was married. I was married for four or five years. So, and I am divorced and I failed at it. And I met my ex really young too. And I think that what you just said, both of our lives are better because they are together has never been true for me. Like, every person, and it doesn't mean that they were, well, in some cases, it doesn't mean that they were bad people. But it just means that like they took me away from the core of who I was and they pulled me from what my direction should have been. And instead of lifting each other up, which I see you and John do so much is like promoting each other and helping each other and wanting what's best for one another. We were still in a very selfish space And when I say we, I think I, and as women, we have a tendency to do this. I was giving so much of myself to, to make other people comfortable, to make other people happy. And that's really, I think, I think that's really like, if you, I don't know how to like explain it. Like I I just, and I think this is going to take us to our next point really is that like, the further you get pulled away from that, from your core, from your values and the core of who you are as a human, the further you get pulled away because of your partner. I feel like that's what you're trying that's to That's exactly say. what I'm trying like to say. The worse off you are. And you know, if you're not happy with yourself, there's no way you can make someone else happy. And I just want to say again, and this is something that I'm learning right now is like anything that feels rushed or wildly fast paced is probably not giving you the space you need in order to understand whether their relationship is for you or not. Because what I've experienced in the past is it's all fast paced, like a hundred miles an hour. It's like wild, it's sexy, it's fun. And like that became my standard. But the issue was like, when I look at the situation with the hyena, it was like, we were going, like I was partying so hard. He was partying so hard. And like, it was a forced situation where he was like, you're gonna be my girlfriend. You're gonna be my girlfriend. And I was like, I literally can't stand you. No, 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 no. And I would get stuck in these weird situations, like him, like asking me out in front of his mom after she just bought me dinner. And I was like, she's standing right there. Like, how am I supposed to say no to you? That woman just bought me dinner. Like so manipulative. Right. So it's just little things like that, where, you know, that's, you are forced into making a decision because of outside circumstances. Like you should never have to do that in like a really healthy relationship. Even when you look at your acquaintances, when you look at your friends, things like that, like the only people that should force you into a relationship are the people that are your blood. Yeah. (laughs) And outside of that, like it should be something 
that you can take the time and be like, yeah, that is actually something I'm really interested in. Or like, yeah, I really do like those core values of that person and move through it that way. Right. And you can only know those things if you can trust your instincts and you feel really good about yourself. Right. And you're at a place now that you know what you deserve and you're not going to settle for anything else. And sometimes it takes, you know, failed attempts. I don't want to say you failed. I think that you're way better off. And I think that every, you know, instance in your life serves a purpose. And now here you are in a podcast sharing your story and probably not easy to do so, but maybe you're helping someone out there say like, Hey, they're divorced too. And they feel like a failure. Don't feel like that. Look at you. You're way better as a person than you were when you were in that relationship. I'm happy to fail. I hope I keep failing. Yeah, honestly, like I really do. I hope I keep failing. Like this expedites you on your journey and you get to your goal faster. Yeah. And it hurts, but every single time I come out with like a new lesson and I'm, I'm really honestly, I'm wildly grateful for freaking failures. Yeah. So let's talk about the most important one because I don't want us to run out of time and I want us to make sure we hit all of this. Yeah, Um, definitely. So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before. And we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus, your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to havenandflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. So the be- the most important relationship that you have and that can set the foundation for all of these other relationships is the relationship that you have with yourself. A healthy relationship with you as a human being is integral to success and overall happiness in life. So, I- sorry, I think I just found this quote recently um, and it said the only person I've ever lost and needed back was myself. Yeah. And that's like the most accurate thing in life. I love that. And I think that there, you can lose yourself while you're in a relationship with someone else. Right. Oh my and, God. But then you can also find yourself. So like, it might not be the relationship that's, you know, dragging you down. It might just be you. Um, but yeah, it is the most important relationship that you have, you know, um, a healthy relationship with you as a human being is integral to the success and overall happiness in your life. Um, so how can you improve the relationship you have with yourself? Maybe you have a great relationship and these don't apply to you. If so, that's awesome. Let us know how you, you do can turn it. us off now. No, <laughs> yeah, you can turn this off. Let us know how you do it, but maybe you need to improve your, the relationship with yourself. So, um, the relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship you have, um, according to m1psychology.com. So what kind of relationship do you have with yourself, which is kind of a broad question and might be hard to label. So what we're going to ask is how is your self-esteem? Do you have a positive self-esteem or a negative one? Our self-esteem is what we think about ourselves. If we have a high self-esteem, we have confidence and self-respect. We are content. Mm. Life has ups and downs and, our self-esteem can fluctuate naturally, right? Yep. But a high self-esteem makes us confident, resilient, and excited about life. And I think even like within that, it it really does having a high self-esteem and having all of those things, the confidence, the resilience, and making you excited, like it makes it so that you can trust your instincts so that when you go through experiences in life, then you can really feel comfortable with those things. So um, what we think about ourselves has a major influence on how we feel and behave, especially when it comes to relationships, how you feel about yourself impacts how other people feel about you. You are truly a mirror to everybody out there who's looking at you. So if your self-esteem is low, which can happen to anyone, even those who seem to be so confident, outgoing, smart can have poor self-esteem. I think of like when I was working for that jewelry company, I seemed to have such great self-esteem. I was being basically 
abused at home and I had no self-esteem. Um, but I was faking it so hardcore because it meant that I brought home a hefty paycheck. Right. So, um, you know, everybody would have described me as those things. And when I was reading this last night, I was like, Oh, that's rude of this to call me out like that. But, um, oftentimes people who seem to have the most confidence are actually those who have a low self-esteem because you're just overcompensating. Yeah. And And I'm telling you that from experience. I think that every person has been there at one point. Um, and we all know those people maybe that are there right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah. So sometimes the people who seem like they have it all together are the most confident are actually the ones who are struggling the most and probably could use a little help, a little boost. Um, it's almost like a defense mechanism. It's a facade of some sort so that people don't realize what's truly going on within them. Right. Yeah. Low self-esteem hinders a person's ability to handle difficulties in life, uh, whether it be a loss or a breakup or a business failing. Um, people with low self-esteem are equipped to handle these hard times and the relationships in their lives are the ones who feel this the most. So I think that brings us into our next topic, which is really important to me because I feel like after like, you know, like the last nine months of my life, I feel like, and I like started new relationships and I had old relationships. And I feel like because I was so heavy and things were so hard for me at the time, I was coming off like really intense to people. And, um, it definitely affected a lot of my relationships. Like, I think it was hard on the people around me. Well, I think that this is like such a great topic for you to touch on because it's so fresh Mm -hmm. and just like since we've started this podcast, the person that you are sitting here today is different than the person for the better that yeah. first started. And I mean, granted, you were going through so many things. So obviously that's going to affect the relationship that you have with yourself and your mm-hmm. self-esteem. But um, I'm so unbelievably proud of you. And oh, like, I actually got to witness the work that you've done to get here. And so I think that you can share a lot of insight on this and I'm excited to you know get going. And I think that we've all been there in our lives at one point or another. So if you're going through it, Britt is a walking, living (laughs) testament of self-care and a good relationship with yourself. So a lot of therapy. We're, (laughs) which yes, we are going to break down all these points by Meryl G, a psychotherapist. And uh, she's where we're getting all this information. Mm -hmm. She's brilliant. And I'm I loved everything that she had to say. And I think that it's just so applicable. So um, our relationship with ourselves provides a template for our relationships with others. It impacts our relationship happiness. This is because self-esteem determines our communication style, boundaries, and our ability to be intimate. Mm -hmm. Research indicates that a partner with a healthy self-esteem can positively influence his or her partner's self-esteem, but it can also show that impaired self-esteem can you know, negatively affect the relationship. So this can become a self reinforcing cycle of abandonment, lowering self-esteem. Yep. Okay. So, um, let's use the example of the puppy. Uh, and we're going to really be using a lot of examples of relationships. And I think we're going to talk mostly about romantic ones on my side, just Mm -hmm. because I think that, Oh, totally. Like we're so solidified in the friendship side of it. I think my friends were like so solid and just like really, supportive of me. So I I don't have really, but you can apply this to any relationship. You can apply this to any relationship, but, um, the example of the puppy would be that I was going through some really, really rough times. Um, and instead of seeking out professional help, I really like bitched to him about my work, my family, my friendship problems until he like just couldn't take it anymore. And he bailed out and I would like to say that it doesn't mean it's okay to abandon somebody, but I would also like to take responsibility for the fact that I probably, you know, we all have trauma in our lives and my issues with um, not being able to handle those things in that moment, because I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my instincts and leaning on him so much. I think that really triggered some of his traumatic experiences in his life and caused him to fall back on an avoidant attachment style, which I have an anxious attachment style. So we were literally just doomed from the beginning. But so he stepped back um, and bailed out. That doesn't mean that you should do some of the things that he did, but it, it does like we can all, we all take responsibility for our part in it. Right. Understand why, how you got to that point. I can 100% understand 
how we got where we got. Um, I've also done it with the hyena as well. So um, you have these people in your life. They aren't professionals. Okay. They don't know um, how to handle these things and how to give you like really the true advice. They can be an ear for you to bounce things off of, but they are not your therapist. Um, they have their own problems as well. So you're now asking them to not only hold on to their own struggles, their own traumas, their own stress, but now you're asking them to take on yours as well. And that's really a lot to ask of another person. And it doesn't mean that they can't, or they won't do that for you. It just means that all of those things should come in my opinion, um, with like, uh, they should come in smaller doses, I think is yes. what I'm looking to say. Right. It's like you can use your, this person as a sounding board, but the second that you start putting all your negative thoughts about yourself and all your negative experiences onto them for them to fix becomes a problem. Well, and I think that was the issue. You know, the puppy was a fixer. So he was like, I don't know how to fix this. I gotta go. And mm-hmm. it was like, you can't just leave me because I have abandonment issues. Right. I was like, you can't just leave me here. Right. And um, so, you know, and things get a hell of a lot se- less sexy. Yeah. Like just way less sexy, way less fun when you're just a downer all the time. Right. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to go through hard times, but it's like, you know, this person who isn't a professional can't fix it for you. Right. So go find somebody or find it within yourself to fix it like a therapist or, you know, a professional who can help you fix your problems and work through those problems. And then you can come back to your relationship with your partner, your friendship, your spouse, and your, your relationship can bloom. Yeah. You can communicate to them what's going on. So they're on board, Mm -hmm. but they don't need to be there as like your, you know, bucket that you dump all your nonsense in every single day. 1000%. Eventually that's going to overflow and, you know, the capacity, the levy is going to break. The levy is going to break for sure. Um, so opposite to what you're saying is having a partner who has high self-esteem and it will positively influence your mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, I think that when I met John, I told you that I, you know, he was gold, but I, the thing that initially attracted me to him was his self-assurance, um, and his silent, confidence. He doesn't change. It doesn't matter who he's with, um, or where he is. He is the same consistent person. And that alone has helped me find confidence in myself Mm -hmm. and to be steady and to just trust myself, um, just simply by watching him. I would, I would say the same of the wolf. And that doesn't mean that's not, or not that's, my no, point but, is, but like, he's been so like, he's so steady and so right. solid and like, just so good in his own that like, even when he's going through his own thing, it's like, yo, this is like the catch up and yeah. like, here's my catch up, but also like, and here's some mustard. I don't know why when I was saying that I could only think <laughs> condiments. You mean like I'm catching you up on my life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's nice to have somebody where it's like, yo, here's like the, what is right. it? Like the, not the one-on-one what's the. I am not doing good today. I need another <laughs> cup of coffee. Never mind. 411. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a 411 on his life, but like he still remains that state, that same steady person. Yeah. It's like I'm not responsible for it and he's not responsible for my stuff. Right. So impaired self esteem hinders our ability to speak up about our wants and needs and share vulnerable feelings. This compromises honesty and intimacy as a result of insecurity, shame, and impaired self esteem. As children, we may have developed an attachment style that, to varying degrees, is anxious or avoidant and makes intimacy, intimacy challenging. We pursue or distance ourselves from our partner and are usually attracted to someone who has an insecure attachment style as well. I mean, this, this This is what I went through. This is it. Like this, this sums it all up. Like I, I recently went through this with basically every single relationship I had. I had it with Britain. I had it with Brie, Holly, like all my girlfriends, the wolf, like freaking every last single person. I had no idea what I wanted what I needed. And quite frankly, no self-respect. Like I just didn't. Um, I was basically just getting lucky meeting dope people and having awesome opportunities in my business, but I'd get these things. And then I'd totally spaz like full freak out because I didn't know what I wanted or needed or deserved. So I would overthink over communicate and basically be all over the place. Um, all these people in my life and probably the wolf the most were like, so we're going to just take a step away <laughs> yeah, from this self-imploding person. 
and then I would lash out because I have an anxious attachment style and I would just be like, you're not abandoning me, are you? Yeah, I'd be like, you're not abandoning me, are you? Like, what's going on? And like, you can't just treat me like this. And I'm like, yeah, they can't treat you like this because you have no idea how to even treat yourself. Like, right. so um, I recently just started asking for what I want because taking time to just be alone, I realized I'm really very happy with who I am. And while I'd love to have someone like the wolf in my life, I'm really cool if I don't have that too. Right. And I also starting having friends just fall away when I set boundaries because I know what I deserve now and I really don't ask for a lot. So I realized I'm a lot simpler than people make me out to be. You just got to give me some good music in the outdoors. And I'm pretty much like a very happy person. I love that. And your dog. A dumb dog, wonderful friends. I got a big old fat, awesome family. They're not physically. They are but we're good with that. I don't know why. I, had to say I, I love this so much. I feel like you're just reinforcing, um, daily to yourself that you're a valuable human and with or without a partner with or without these friends, you're going to be okay. And you deserve love and happiness. And you, you know that, right? Yeah, no, I do. And it's, it's honestly like a very peaceful feeling to have. Generally, we allow others to treat us in the manner that we believe we deserve. When we don't respect and honor ourselves, we won't expect to be treated with respect and might accept abuse or withholding behavior. Similar, we may um, give more than we receive in our relationships and overdo it at work. I mean, this is so true. You're just like, you talk about the mirror all the time. You're going to accept what you think you deserve. Mm -hmm. Um, So how you let your partner treat you is a direct reflection of how you view yourself. Yeah. And I think this just goes back to my previous example. I think when I met the wolf and Britain and my friend Bree, my girl Holly, they all treated me with respect and my girls, they all really held me accountable and I struggled with it and would go to another person for advice and help because that person would really enable my toxic behavior. I was giving that person a lot of my time. And it was hurting me and my business. And eventually through therapy and time alone, I realized that the right people don't demand so much of you. Um, And they tell you their boundaries and they want to know you're okay. And they stand by you as you work through your own problems because you always, you always know what's best, like you within yourself. Definitely. Um, Our inner critic can be judgmental of others too. When we're critical of our partner or highly defensive, it makes it difficult to problem solve. Mm -hmm. Impaired self-esteem can also make us suspicious, needy, or demanding of our partner. I mean, this goes back to our judgment podcast. (laughs) If we're judging others, you know, we're judging ourselves. We've all, and this is funny to me because we've all been around couples where one of the people in the relationship is very critical of the other. Like they pick them apart. Have you yeah. ever heard the term henpecked? No. <laughs> it's like where the woman just like picks at the man, every single thing that they do. And it's not fun to be around. And it's frankly awkward to be around. And it just is a reflection on how insecure the person that is so negative truly is. So this was like, this was the hyena and I, like we would literally, our goal, we would go out with friends and we would tear each other apart. Like the whole event would be like, let's verbally abuse each other. Oh my God. No, it was gnarly. Like that whole experience, I look back at that and I'm like, like sometimes, cause obviously like I know what I went through and like it was, it was abusive. Right. But like Sometimes I'm like, are you okay? Because I reacted to your abuse in a way that was also like not okay. Like everybody was doing bad things and like it got really bad, but um, I didn't have any respect for him. And um, that was just really like messed up on my part, but it was just the case. He had no respect for me either. And it was just an incredible, he was incredibly judgmental of everyone, including our relationship. And there was just absolutely no space for this in a healthy relationship. You just can't you're going to mess things up in life and you're going to ruin everything. And you need somebody in your life who can build you up, up. like your back. Oh my God. Like you don't highlight your partner's flaws. You highlight what they're good at. You see the good in them. And, um, yeah. So anyways, how to improve your relationship with yourself. Yep. Number one, spend time alone. Um, raising self-esteem means getting to know your, Know and love yourself, um, building a relationship as you would with a friend and becoming your own best friend. This takes attentive listening, quiet time, reflection, and commitment. I think that this is so great. I feel like a lot of people who are in relationships are uncomfortable spending time alone. They're like, so-and-so is going out of town. I don't know what to do with myself. Like that is a red flag. I think that you need to be 100% 
content, staying home, being by yourself, loving yourself. I look forward to alone time. Mm-hmm, it is like one of my favorite things. Um, while I love spending time with John, I love spending time alone <laughs> as well. So I think that it is a red flag if you can't be alone with your thoughts and yourself. Yep. Um, so a big one for me is therapy. A lot of what I know now is because my therapist, I used to do this thing where I didn't think I was worthy of eating. And yeah, no, I know Britain's face right now. I was like, <laughs> and not because I wanted to lose weight. It like literally had nothing to do with like body dysmorphia. It was none of that. It just because I thought everything else was more important than me having a healthy meal. I would literally say to myself, it's not worth it. Like in my head, I was saying it's not worth it to anything that would nourish me. Wow. So my therapist like caught that and was like, every time you say that to yourself, just do it anyway. So I do now. And it brought me a lot of pride to cook a meal for myself. Nice. Turns out I'm a pretty good cook. Yeah. And I've had your tacos. They're fire. And I love cooking for other people. I've always loved cooking for other people. And she's like, why would you cook for other people, but not cook for yourself? And I'm like, because it's not worth it. And that's like where this all came about. And it was like, oh, I actually say that to myself. Like it's not worth making a meal for myself. So I would wow. literally just eat like a one bar. I would have a one bar for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wow. Now, you know, you deserve more than that. I am totally worth cooking a meal for. So another way that you could improve your relationship with yourself is working out. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but there is a mind body connection that happens when you move your body. It reinforces, you know, yourself in just like the antidepressant that you get from it. And it is healing from the inside out. I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many benefits to it, but one of my favorite things is just like getting a sweat on, like your skin is like improves just Mm -hmm. everything. And just after you work out, you are more equipped to handle the heaviness of the day. So, yep. And realizing how strong you are too. I think like physically strong and mentally strong to be able to get yourself through some of those really hard things, totally poses and stuff. Um, trust your instincts. Uh, I made a candle about it because it's so important to me and it's like the biggest thing that I've learned and we all have them that weird cringe when you don't want to be in a situation, the little ping that tells you it's time to leave a party, the feeling in our body that tells us hell nah or hell yes. Okay. Start looking for that little voice and then listen to it. When I started listening to it, like I'd be like, Oh, I don't want to miss out on the fun. And then like, I wouldn't leave. And then I would take a lift home. This just is a new thing I started doing recently. And I would take a, a lift home at like the appropriate time and the joy I felt I would, one time I was like walking to my car because I was dead sober and I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I walked to my car. I smiled the whole way home. I was like, fuck yeah. I like totally just did this for myself. Yeah, you don't even care about FOMO at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, these are just a few things. Spend time alone, therapy, workout, trust your instincts. But the alternative is to just be lost at sea, continually trying to prove yourself or win someone's love while never feeling truly lovable or enough, like something is missing. It's difficult to get outside on your of your own thoughts and beliefs and to see ourselves from another perspective. But, I mean, if you work on yourselves and you do that, then you're not going to be lost at sea. Yeah. And I think um, we're going to end. We are, of course, like way over time, but we we actually are still under time. We still have 10 minutes before we've ruined his Christian's life. So um, Deb will know that we are. If you guys haven't listened to City Talk, by the way, you should be listening to City Talk with uh, Deb from About About Town Town. Deb. Yeah, I love About Town Deb. She's She's the queen of our lives. I love her so much. Yeah, she's amazing. She's everywhere in the community. Great relationship with that one. But also um, just to wrap up here, we want to talk about how to balance your time and your relationships. So once you're clear on what you want, because you've spent time with yourself and your thoughts, you've established that self-respect and built up your self-esteem. So then you can start setting boundaries and being direct. Do you want to talk about setting boundaries? Yeah. So the first thing, like balancing time and relationships is honestly, for me, one of the hardest things that I have to do throughout my day, Mm -hmm. as well as still, you know, run businesses. Right. God. Yeah. Um, but relationships are such a huge part of my life and I need them and I love them and I want them and I cherish them, but it's just like the time. I wish that there was more time in the day. And I think everyone says that, but setting boundaries. So, you know, you know what you want, you know, when you say yes to people, you know, when you say no, and if it doesn't align with your goals or interests, sometimes you have to say no. Yep. I think my favorite one right now is being direct. Um, it's just communication. It comes down to communication. Ask for what you want. Say when you're uncomfortable, communicate when you like something, don't overthink it. Like, I mean, this weekend I just had an experience where I, 
needed a hiking trail and literally I needed a hiking trail. I was like my plan, my original hiking trail fell through. I went to like show up at it. It was packed and I was like, I'm not doing this. So I was driving through, um, a different area that I wasn't familiar with the trails there. And I had to reach out to the wolf and I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to seem desperate. And it's like, bitch, you are desperate for a hiking trail. Yeah. Like you don't have one, just get one. Um, and so instead of being so worried about what everybody was going to think about me, like messaging the wolf, I was like, I'm just going to message him because he's the only person I know who knows where a hiking trail turns out great hiking trail, great time. It was like, so much fun and Sage had a great time and I'll post a really funny picture of her for you guys. I love when you say, ask for what you want, say when you're uncomfortable, communicate when you like something and don't overthink it. You've taught me that you ask for what you want. And I've always like felt almost like a burden or inconvenience to people for Mm -hmm. asking what I want or need, but it's not like that. You don't know until you ask. And so you've been great. You've helped me with that. So thanks. Glad I could help you. Um, And the last one is meet people where they are. If someone is important to you, give people a little grace, listen to them, put yourself in their shoes. We have a tendency to want to cancel, hold people to expectations we wouldn't want to be held to. And that's not only unkind, it's unfair. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Closing thoughts. Um, You have to be happy with yourself before you can make someone else happy. I think also really important is any relationship in your life should never take you away from the core of who you are and your main goals and interests in life. And how your partner treats you is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. And so take a good look at that and see if you need to adjust and then go back to our tips for how to have a better relationship with yourself. Yep. All right, you guys, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of, I almost just said Haven and Flux, Brit on Blast. But it is, it is one and the same. Um, We love you guys so much. We appreciate you so much. Follow along, Brit on Blast. Find us at BLFT Reno, Murdoch Hats and Apparel, and Haven and Flux. We are so grateful for you guys. Wildly grateful, I guess you could say. If you liked the show, subscribe and review Brit on Blast on whatever platform you're listening on. I don't know how many times I need to say this, but we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you at another time. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers. y'all. Cheers.